Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. And that is your Go Country 105 traffic. It is Adam Bookbinder and excited to be talking with Go Country 105's favorite mom, Debbie Marcoux, of course, the mortgage mom. Long time no chat. How have you been? I am good. How are you doing? Doing very, very well, man. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. And there's a lot that's been going on since we've last spoken. Interest rates are on the rise. And the question is, is buying a home today still a good idea? I love that question because I get it every day. Uh, you know, I do believe that it is a good idea. I've been doing all kinds of research, obviously reading every article, looking at all of the numbers, and it does appear that we are actually starting to get more applications, people that are finally getting off the fence because you can only put your life on hold for so long. Mm-hmm. And from all of the articles and everything that I'm reading, they are anticipating that obviously this year, 2022, is going to be a slow year for real estate transactions, but in 2023, they're expecting it to jump by 17%, which is a pretty big jump. And so what that does is it creates more volume, it creates more competition, more people going after the same home. Our inventory is still very, very low. So that is going to continue while people already own their homes, have very low interest rates, it makes more sense for them to stay put you have less properties available. So when we get that spike in, you know, people wanting to go and buy, then we're going to see that you're going to have multiple offers again. You're going to have a lot more competition. So buying something this year while things are slower and having the opportunity to refinance next year when the rates do come down gives all of our first-time buyers with low down payments, maybe not as favorable credit scores, the possibility of being able to negotiate with a seller and get their offer taken seriously, and even get some credits to put towards closing costs, buying interest rates down. That's not going to happen when there's multiple offers on homes, which is what the anticipation is for 2023. So I do think that this is actually a very good time to buy, and it's especially good for those people with the lower down payments, the zero down bets, the 3.5% down FHA borrowers. It really gives them the possibility of being taken seriously and being able to get into escrow. That's some really great information. I wasn't aware of that, and it definitely seems like the perfect time to buy a home. And how can the Go Country 105 family get in contact with you? You know, they can always call my office. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W E L-E-N-D, and the number four, or they can head on over to my website to mortgagemomradio.com. Debbie, thank you so much for taking the time. Great to speak with you again. Oh, thank you so much. I love being on, and we'll do it again soon. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank you, Adam. Hey, this is Cody Johnson. All right, so welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom. And I ran just a really quick interview that I did with the morning show host, Adam, at Go Country 105. That sure was fun. And that was actually an interview that I did last Friday prior to all of the, you know, weekend of craziness with the banking meltdown and, you know, Monday's uh, stocks and news and everything that's been floating around this week. And even last week before we knew that interest rates were probably going to start to come down, and we're going to talk about that today, 
I really felt like right now was a good time to buy. So I just really quickly wanted to run that interview. I hope that you guys, I didn't lose too many of you because you couldn't see me and you didn't think that um, everything was working right. The cameras weren't working right. But uh, I do hope that you guys enjoyed that one. And it's a really good way to start this show talking about the banking collapse and all of the news articles that have been coming out that you've been probably seeing on the news. You've probably been reading in your inboxes. You're getting flooded with this information and so it's really really important for me to kind of step back for you and talk a little bit about what happened why did that bank go down why did the other banks that are also struggling go down and then what do we foresee for the future because it does have a direct impact on mortgage and real estate and I think that that's really really important for all of you to know and to understand now remember that this show is interactive I am doing this live you guys are watching it happen as it takes place the sound will then go to radio uh, at a later date radio's usually delayed by about two weeks so what I talk about today will not be on radio this weekend but it would be on radio next weekend so if you do want to do this with me live and you're one of my radio listeners you've got to follow the show you've got to watch me do it every Wednesday when we are live that way you get to interact you can put your questions in the feed I'm going to read them out loud. I'm going to answer them for you. And you are staying as up to date as possible with the mortgage and real estate world. So how do you know that I went live? We do it really easy for you. We send you a link once a week that you can click on and that is it. It's a topic for the show and a link to click on to join. It is one text message a week. So text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU, W-E-L-E-N-D, and the number four. Same exact phone number to call the office. If you've been thinking about purchasing a home, you've been on the sidelines, you've been waiting for something to happen, you've been waiting for that glimmer of news, well, this really is the time. I'm telling you right now, get ahead of the herd, get yourself pre-approved, get your plan in place, know how much money that you need, and give us a call to get that started. You can go to the website as well. You can go to mortgagemomradio.com. You can book an appointment right through the website. You can contact me with an email right through the website. And the website has tons of information. My podcast is there. If you want to listen to previous episodes, there's calculators, there's tools, there's all kinds of things that you could utilize on the website. So go to mortgagemomradio.com and get in touch with us today. Now, again, this is interactive. So if you guys are on with me right now, let me know that you're here. Say hi, ask me your questions, put them into the feed. I would love to make this an interactive show. The more interaction that I get, the better that the show content is. So please do that. Um, Espolin Locos, I love it. He says, happy Wednesday, gorgeous. Love your show. Thank you so much. You always make me feel really, really good on Wednesdays. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Heather jumps on. She says, I can't see you. And that's because we were running that um, interview that I did with the morning uh, host of Go Country 105. So let's jump right into this. Again, if you guys are on, you're watching, give me a thumbs up. Um, You know, make sure that you guys are subscribing to the channel and it does help the algorithm to get this information out to more and more people. So I do really appreciate it when you do that. So let's jump into this again. Um, I want to talk about these are some of the articles that I'm seeing. So this one came right out of Robinhood. It says bank failures and slowing inflation could lead the Fed to cool or even pause rate hikes. And I will read some of these uh, you know, comments and articles to you guys to keep you in the know. Um, from my secondary capital markets group, they came out for us um, on Monday morning and they started talking about what we can see happen uh, with what went down with Silicon Valley Bank. Um, USA Today will break it down for us exactly why did they end up in trouble? Because that is, I think, a really important piece to understand 
and then what is the outcome, right? And then we've got from Barron's, Fed now expected to rein in rates. Market pricing shows shift amid bank crisis. So these are all really positive things, right? These are leading towards uh, if the Fed does cool down on increasing rates, keeps them level, we should see mortgage rates start to improve, which is going to help the real estate market start to move again. More buyers uh, are going to be out actively looking and trying to place offers on homes. We have hit our lowest levels in, oh gosh, I, I would say, I want to say about three weeks, but I'm going to read that article to you as well to keep you guys up to date with where interest rates are at. Um, I got another one that came out of LFG, um, separating fact from fear, and they go you know, into, again, all of the stuff about the banking crisis and what to expect. Pretty much every article and every person that I am reading, watching, and bringing in the information from are talking about the anticipation of what the Fed is going to do. And remember that that's anticipation. It's what people projecting of their own opinion, what they feel that they're going to see, you know, what's going to come to light, what's going to come to play. Now, keep in mind that the next time that the Fed meets is March 21st and 22nd. So next week, they will make their announcement on the 22nd. They always do on the second day of their meetings, make the announcement to the whole world um, exactly what their plans are and whether or not they plan to increase the rate and how much that they plan to increase the rates further or whether they're not going to increase them at all. Maybe there's a possibility of a reduction of the rate. So we're not going to truly know if everything that we're talking about today is actually what we're going to see happen. But this is the speculation of the financial experts in the field and what they feel is on its way and coming towards us. Now, one thing again to keep in mind is that if interest rates do start to come down, we are going to see more people that are going to get off the fence and back out into the real estate market and they are going to start looking for homes and start placing bids on properties. So what does that do? Well, we already have such a supply issue. We are so low in inventory. I mean, beyond low in inventory at the moment that you're going to have a lot of competition for every home that is listed for sale. So what does this do for you? Well, it's exactly what I've been talking about week after week after week, that if you're a first-time buyer, you've got a lower down payment, maybe not the most favorable credit score, you're asking the seller to pay some closing costs for you to help you buy your rate down or to gap the bridge of what you have available for your down payment and your closing costs, your offer may not be the one that they select if you're in a multiple bid situation. So once again, kind of reverting back to that uh, interview that I just did, and that I just ran for you, I really do feel if you are a first-time buyer, you've been thinking about getting a home, you're wanting, that is one of your goals of 2023 or even 2024. I highly, highly urge you to reach out to us. Give us a call. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your roadmap. Let's talk about the game plan. How much money do you need? What does a monthly payment look like? How much can you qualify for? And maybe we can actually get you out on the street and shopping for properties before the herd. So that is really important. Please guys um, start thinking about that if that has been one of your goals uh, for you know within the next uh, 18 months or so. So again, this is an interactive show. I want you guys to get in involved with me. I want you to tell me you're there. Let me know you're watching. Give me a thumbs up. Ask me your questions. I'm going to read them out loud. I'm going to answer them for you. I want you to get the information that you're looking for. So let's get into, I'm going to start to read the US Today, USA Today, uh, their article that they wrote, because I think that it really, really dumbs it down, which I needed. And if I need that, there's a lot of people that need that, but it really brought it down to a level that made it really easy to understand. So I'm going to read the article to you about what happened, because I think that's one of the most important things to understand before we talk about what all of the financial analysts and experts are saying that they're speculating that we're going to see take place next week at that next Fed meeting. So this is from USA Today, and it says, why did Silicon Valley Bank collapse? Okay, so this is really, really 
really, let, let's, let's get into this. This is important. Silicon Valley Bank was hit hard by the downturn in technology stocks over the past year, as well as the Federal Reserve's aggressive plan to increase interest rates to combat inflation. Okay, so we all know that they've been increasing the rates. We've all been feeling it, right? We also know that we've got a major inflation issue going on. We're feeling that everywhere in our utilities and our groceries and our gas, right? Um, the bank bought billions of dollars worth of bonds over the past couple of years using customers' deposits as a typical bank would normally operate. So again, I want you guys to make sure that you heard that. This is a normal situation. This is what banks do, okay? They didn't do anything that was wrong. These investments are typically safe, but the value of those investments fell because they paid lower interest rates than what a comparable bond would pay if issued in today's higher interest rate environment. Typically, that's not an issue because banks hold on to those for a long time unless they have to sell them in an emergency. But Silicon Valley's customers were largely startups and other tech-centric companies that started becoming needier for cash over the past year. Venture capital funding was drying up. Companies were not able to get additional rounds of funding for unprofitable businesses and therefore had to tap their existing funds, often deposited with Silicon Valley Bank, which sat in the center of the tech startup universe. So to kind of break that down, the these startup companies have capital and they've got capital in their bank account, but instead of utilizing the capital, they take startup loans. They take the loans so that they can get off the ground, keeping the capital in the account. Then when they run out of funding, but they're not quite where they need to go yet, they'll go in for a second round of funding, sometimes a third round of funding. Well, with the increase in the interest rates and the um, these companies not doing well enough, they haven't been able to get that funding. So they're starting to tap in and grab their capital that they've got sitting in the bank. Well, the bank used that money to go and to invest and buy bonds, right? But those bonds aren't worth today what they were when they bought them. So they can't sell those bonds for face value, get their money back to give the people their money, right? So it, it turns, it, it becomes this big, huge circle of a problem. Uh, so Silicon Valley customers started withdrawing their deposits. Initially, that wasn't a huge issue, but the withdrawals started requiring the bank to start selling its own assets to meet customer withdrawal requests. Because Silicon Valley customers were largely businesses and the wealthy, they likely were more fearful of a bank failure since their deposits were over 250000 which is the government-imposed limit on deposit insurance. So... Uh, I'm sure you guys are following. All of that makes total sense. I don't think that I need to recap it. That required selling typically safe bonds at a loss. And those losses add up to the point that Silicon Valley Bank became effectively insolvent. The bank tried to raise additional capital through outside investors, but was unable to find them. The fancy tech bank was brought down by the oldest issue in banking, a good old run on the bank. Bank regulators had no other choice but to seize Silicon Valley Bank's assets to protect the assets and deposits still remaining at the bank. So that is, I think, a really good explanation of exactly what took place and why they failed. Now think about it. If Silicon Valley Bank is having this problem, there are other banks as well that are having the same problems. It's the same scenario across the board. We're seeing it first with Silicon Valley Bank, and they're the ones with the big name and they're in the big news articles because they were the very first one to go. And they were the first one to go because of where they're located, because they're in Silicon Valley, because that's a huge startup area, because it's a big tech area. Think about your stocks and your bonds, right? If you're just think about stocks, take bonds out of the equation. What stocks have dropped the most with all of the financial crisis that we've seen with the economy since the Fed has started to increase those interest rates? Well, tech stocks started getting hit first. Then other start stocks started to follow. And at this point, we've got a lot of stocks that have been down for quite some time. So the bank had no way to sell off the asset that they had invested in to get this money back out. So 
they're not the only bank that is that experienced it or is experiencing it or is ready to go down that tunnel. So I'm going to read to you now, which I think is really important, what we got out of our capital markets department. So our secondary uh, for our mortgage company that we work for, JMJ Financial, sent this out on Monday morning because it's very important for us to stay in the loop as loan originators and to understand what is happening and why it's happening. But this kind of starts to talk about the effects of what took place with that Silicon Valley breakdown. So he says, good morning. Friday had the second largest bank collapse in history as Silicon Valley Bank was taken over by the feds. The largest was Washington Mutual back in 2008, and we are all too familiar with what led to their demise. So that was definitely during the Great Recession. That was during a time of major housing crisis, and Washington Mutual uh, was surrendered to the same fate. Uh, this has ignited concerns and a lot of conversations about financial risk, primarily centered around banks with a high concentration of tech deposits. Over the weekend, the Fed stepped in to close Signature Bank, and we're hearing rumors of other banks that could be vulnerable. So again, as I'm saying, like Silicon Valley Bank was just the first one, and they're going to be the one that everybody's going to remember, just like Washington Mutual from back in 2008. But they're not the only ones that are going through this, and they're not the only ones that are suffering, which is where we're going to go next in the show, which is what the experts are all expecting to see when we hear from the Fed next week. So it says the main cause is ultimately due to the Fed's interest rate increases. So I like how he breaks this down a little bit further. We learned from USA Today what happened, why it happened, but now we're going to learn a little bit deeper, right? So um, ultimately due to the Fed's interest rate increases, although stronger risk mitigation and management could have certainly placed these banks in a stronger position. But retaining deposits is harder than ever for these banks. Money market rates are as much as 50% higher than interest paid on savings accounts. And as deposits flee, banks could be forced to book what had only been paper losses on mortgage bond and treasury holdings they are forced to sell. So again, he's kind of talking the same way that USA Today did. The market this morning has treasuries racing, and now this was Monday morning, um, as the Fed announced a temporary solution to this latest crisis. So this is fun. Just wait till you hear this one, okay? U.S. authorities took extraordinary measures to shore up confidence in the financial system, including a backstop to protect all depositors, as well as the Fed's new bank term funding program that allows one-year loans to banks under easier terms than it typically provides. The program will allow banks to borrow the full face value of their treasuries and some other securities, even if the market price has fallen below that level. So that's what we talked about was that they couldn't, Silicon Valley Bank couldn't sell the treasuries that they had because they had already taken such a loss to get the cash back to pay the depositors, right? That's important for banks that were sitting on $620 billion of unrealized losses in their investment portfolios. So instead of selling a security at 90 cents on the dollar, they can now get that full dollar for one year. Yes, they are kicking the can down the road for another year. End result is depositors will get their money at Silicon Valley and signature banks and mortgages are at their best levels in over a month. So we did have a nice little sweet spot. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, I did tell you guys back in January that we were in a sweet spot, that interest rates had dropped significantly and that we were far below the highest levels that we had seen back in October of 2022. Well, then we got a run on rates. Interest rates did start to go back up again. We saw those interest rates go up as much as three quarters of a point from that sweet spot that I was talking about back in January. So now we're in the middle of March and now we're hitting the very best interest rate levels that we've seen in, in over a month. So we're back to that sweet spot again. So if you were either out shopping for a mortgage to buy a home, if you were out shopping for a refinance, and then all of a sudden you finally decided to pull the trigger and then you called and you found out the interest rate was quite significantly higher than what you were expecting. So now that payment just doesn't make sense or you didn't qualify for as much as you wanted. So you put your plans on hold. We're back at that sweet spot again. So don't put it on hold. 
Give us a call. Start to talk to us about your scenario. Um, I can see Lori jumps on. She says, hi, Lori. Thank you so much for joining the show. As always, truly do appreciate it. And this is a great time for me to remind everybody that this is an interactive show. I want you guys to put your questions into the feed. I want to answer them for you. So please do that. I want to give you the information that you're looking for. And it does make sure that my show brings the content that you're all wanting to hear. I also want to remind everybody that listens by radio, you're a week and a half behind, exactly a week and a half. And if you want to be in the know, up to date, and want to do this with me live so that you can ask your questions and be part of the show, you need to know when I go live. And the best way to know that is to text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU, W-E-L-E-N-D, and the number four. That's the same phone number to call the office. So if you want to give us a call, you want to talk with one of me or the ladies that work for me about your scenario, what you've got going on, please don't hesitate to do so. You can go to the website, mortgagemomradio.com, and you can book yourself an appointment right there so that you can talk with me or any of the other girls. And we want you to do that. Get that consultation. We're not charging you any money. We all talk the way that I talk, the way that you're hearing me on radio right now or hearing me on YouTube right now. Uh, We're not aggressive. We're not hounding you. We are talking to you about a plan. We are helping give you that consultation that you need to get you moving forward in the right direction, regardless of whether it's a purchase or refinance, whatever it is that you might have going on in your life today. So um, I thought that that was really great the way that our uh, secondary market brought us that information, kind of broke it down a little bit further. And I've got more additional information to keep bringing you guys, but I do need to take a super quick break. So stay tuned. It's a two minute break and I'll be right back and we're going to keep jumping into what are we expecting to see? What are the financial experts out there, the advisors, what are they all seeing that we are going to have uh, come here in the future and throughout the rest of 2023. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Debbie Marku is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, LO76508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, MLO2080237926. Illinois, 0310058339. Missouri, North Carolina, I210940. Nevada, 57237. Oregon, Tennessee, 184373. Texas, Washington, MLO237926. She's a mortgage mom. Mortgage mom here. Hey, if you're a homeowner, you've probably got some equity in your home. Do you have debt that you need to get rid of? Well, give us a call. Let us take you through that blended rate calculator that I always talk about. Let's determine if it makes sense for you or if you should keep what you have. How do you do that? We'll book your phone consultation. Go to our website at mortgagemomradio.com and you can book your call right there. Once again, that's mortgagemomradio.com. All right, I want the attention. I am calling out to all my sneakerheads, my hat men, my Funko Pop guys. If you like collectibles, if you like sneakers, all the Nikes, Jordans, Adidas, Asics, New Balance, if you are digging on those baseball caps, all those My Fitted, Sports World 165s, the hat clubs, all the great styles and brands, we have got them at runawaysoul.com. We have got the best pricing in town. We match those of the big sites like StockX and Goat and eBay, but we don't have any seller fees. Everything we carry is guaranteed authentic. We have free shipping and it's fast. You're talking a couple of days to get your product. So run on over there and check it out. It's runawaysoul.com and make sure that you use one of our discount codes for even lower pricing. Once again, that's runawaysoul.com. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and I am bringing you guys all of the information that you need to stay up to date with mortgage and real estate. So with the industry in whole and everything that you guys need to know, I hope that you do like the show. I hope that you do join us every week right here on Wednesdays. I'm doing it live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. So that is where you can actually be part of the show. You can ask your questions. You can put your comments 
comments into the feed. And then we take the show, we take the sound, and we send it to radio for weekend shows. And they're they're about a week and a half out. So um, the show I did last week will air this Saturday. The show I do today will air next Saturday. So this is just the way that it works in the real in the radio world. But if you want to stay up to date and be part of the show and know exactly what is happening, you've got to know when I go live. It's every Wednesday, one o'clock. You guys can follow my Facebook page. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can uh, opt yourself in for one text message from me, the mortgage mom, once a week with a link in order to join live. That's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Text the word mom. That's it. Just mom. That will opt you in and it will make sure that you get a text message once a week so that you can click the link. You can listen along. It's on YouTube. Easy to watch from your phone. You could be multitasking at work, driving around in your car. You could be my UPS guy um, and you could have that thing playing in your earbuds as you're doing your route. So make sure you guys stay in tune and you jump on and you are as far up to date as possible. You're not lagging, you know, a week and a half behind. So right before uh, the break, we did, we were talking SVP, we're talking bank collapse, we're talking about what happened, how did we get there? And so now I want to start talking about what we're anticipating to come, right? And again, I am not a financial analyst, I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I am reading to you information that I am finding, that I am researching, and I'm giving you the opinions and the information that I am seeing so that you are in the know, okay? Um, but we get, I, I wake up Monday morning. So let me just preface this with, yes, we all heard about the bank collapse. Nobody really understood what was going to happen. That happened on a Friday, um, kind of th- throughout the week last week. And then, you know, we, Monday we wake up and we get, we, I get hourly text messages starting at 6 a.m. And the hourly text messages for me are showing me market data. So I subscribe to uh, a company that gives me the up-to-date numbers once an hour on the hour of where our mortgage-backed securities are at and our treasury markets so that I can project to my clients when they're asking me, should I lock my rate? Should I wait? What should I do? It gives me a good overall indicator of what is happening with the market, which then transcends to mortgage rates, right? So I wake up on, you know, Monday morning and I get the first ray of sunshine that the mortgage industry has had in quite some time. So yes, 2020 was absolutely amazing. Interest rates were awesome. We were doing crazy numbers of volume as far as refinances. Nobody had an interest rate as low as what they could obtain. So pretty much if you owned a, if you owned a house and you had a mortgage, you were refinancing it between 2020 and I'd say mid 2021, even to late 2021. Now, throughout the end of 21, I started last quarter, I'd say of 21, I started making sure that my listeners knew that interest rates were on the rise. It was coming. It was on its way. The Fed was already talking about getting the rate increases started and that if you needed to do something to act now. No way, I didn't get a lot of people that actually listened to me, and I wish that they would have, but then by the time that they finally started to call in 2022, by the, for the beginning of 2022 to the end of 2022, within a 12-month period, our interest rates had more than doubled, more than doubled, right? So that's gloom, that's doom and gloom, that it's really hard to uh, talk about anything positive when interest rates are doubling, people that were trying to buy a home, who had pre-approved to buy a home, no longer could afford the home prices that they were trying to get into. They had really run into a massive situation in 2020 and 2021, as I had mentioned at the beginning of this show, with going after a house and trying to write an offer and there being multiple bids because inventory was low and trying to get an offer accepted being very difficult to do that unless you were willing to pay all cash for the property or remove every possible contingency there was, pay more for the property than what it was being listed for. Um, I mean, you name it, people were doing it. They, some of I saw an offer come across my desk that I had, I almost passed out the buyer was offering to give the seller 
a free rent back. Now, if you don't know what a rent back is, basically, it let's say that the seller needs an extra month to move. Let's close the property, but hey, can I rent the property back from now you, the new owner, can I rent it back from you for a month? Okay, so that's what a rent back is. There was a buyer that offered to give the seller a free rent back for six months trying to be competitive to get their offer accepted. There was never anything, There was it was not heard of, it wasn't happening, getting a seller to help you with closing costs, getting a seller to help you buy your interest rate down. You were going in over full price, you were, you were removing every contingency imaginable, you were saying, I'll buy it as is, I don't care about an inspection. Um, I don't care if the property appraises, I'll pay more for it than it's worth, even if it doesn't. Um, I don't care about my loan contingency, I'll lose my deposit if I don't get my loan approved. And, um, you know, in this situation that I just gave you the story, somebody was willing to pay a seller six months of free rent, right? So that was really, really very crazy. And it was really, really difficult, very, very difficult for the buyers that were three and a half, five, 10% down payment. They needed the seller's help for a concession to get some closing costs to help them get into the home because you've got your down payment need, but then you also have your closing costs on top of that. So it was a very difficult situation. And so those buyers were still sitting around, most of them having made multiple offers on many homes. They were still sitting around in 2022, hoping that that was going to be the year. And what they qualified for at the beginning of 2022, it wasn't even close to what they qualified for at the end of 2022. So that pushed them out of the market and didn't allow them to end up ultimately buying a home, which is what their goal was. So I'm talking to those people right now. I hope that you're hearing me out. And if you weren't one of those people in that during those years, but now you are, because we're evolving all the time, right? You may not have been in a position in 2020, 2021, or 2022 to buy a home, but in 2023 and 2024, you may be in that position that that is your goal. So I'm talking to all of you right now that didn't get to obtain the goal, or you've been thinking that it is your goal. Do not let yourself get back in that situation that we were in before. Inventory is still very low. There are not enough homes for sale for all of the buyer's needs. There will be multiple offers on properties. Right now, as of today, we're seeing some properties that do have multiple offers. That is still happening just because of the sheer situation of the reduced inventory. But what I'm telling you right now is that if interest rates do come down even further, which is what we're going to dive into, the expectation, and you've got to join me next Wednesday to know what the outcome is. What does the Fed do? Because now you're going to all be the question mark. So what do they do? What do they do? What do they do? They're going to announce it Wednesday and I just happen to do my show every Wednesday. So I'm going to be able to get on here and tell you exactly what happened from our anticipation of the show today. So make sure you guys don't miss next week's show. But if you get into that situation where interest rates do come down, there are going to be a lot of people that did miss out in 2022, that that is still their goal to buy. And then we're going to have those in 23 and 24 that that is their goal now. So now you've got triple the amount of people because we've had so many people sitting on the fence. We've had so many buyers decide to put their desire of purchasing a home on hold. So we're going to see triple the amount of people come out to start looking at buying homes. It's going to bring out investors again as well to start gobbling up some of those properties. You're going to have the all cash investor that's going to be willing to do it that way. You're going to have the buyer that has been saving their money that does have 20% down payment or more. And if you have one of those lower down payment amounts, you're going to find yourself back struggling again to try to get into a home. So I do want to make sure again that I really really push the point of it is time to get pre-approved please you didn't listen to me before you guys didn't take the the information that I was giving you I kept saying rates were going up many of you guys uh, didn't didn't jump on you know that that information especially for my refinances so please listen to me now if this has been a goal of yours for many for many many years let's get you reapproved let's get you pre-approved ready to go let's get you connected with a really good real estate agent just last week I did a show with one of my real estate agents about trying to figure out which real estate agent to work with and picking the right real estate agent for you, whether you are a buyer or a seller. 
It matters. You have no idea how much it matters to be working with the very top professionals, 100% in the game of real estate, doesn't have a second job, doesn't do it on the side just for friends and family. Um, You need somebody that is in it and this is what they do and this is their full-time job and you are their priority, period, end of story. And I can help you get connected to that right person for where you're looking. So let's get you to that place, but no more about that. I'm going to stop lecturing you, I promise, and we're going to get back to what are we expecting to happen next week. So, and it's already starting to happen. We've actually already seen, like my secondary market talked about, rates have come down to the lowest levels in over a month. We are just about back to where that sweet spot was in January when I was talking to you guys about that. So we are expecting that we're going to continue to further see interest rates improve. Now, will that happen? That's what we're going to find out next week after that big meeting. So um, I wake up Monday morning as I had started my... my uh, uh, story, right? I woke up Monday morning to see my text message that I get once an hour starting at 6 a.m. start off with a bang. And it was so exciting because it was, again, the first glimmer of exciting news uh, that we've had in quite some time. Since 2022, I've been telling you guys rates are going up, rates are going up, rates are going up, rates are going up. So it is 2023. It is the beginning. It is, you know, middle of March. We're almost at the beginning of the second quarter of 2023. And I finally get a ray of of glimmer, some hope, right? And it says, and just like that, everything changed and no one saw this coming. Rate sheets this morning are going to vary dramatically, but all of them are going to be better. We are seeing huge moves in bonds this morning due to the banking meltdown. I'll, I talk more about below the effect that is the expected to have on the Fed rate hike plan. Lock desks are going to struggle to price all of the volatility in, and we're going to see big gaps among lenders until the dust settles. So they're kind of giving us the like, hey, be forewarned. Yes, things, bonds much better today than they were last week. But from one lender to the next, it's going to take time for that pricing to kind of get into the rate sheets, right? From one lender to the next. So uh, this is where we're going to go with this. So um, we have not seen a true flight to safety like we've seen this morning in years. Traders are freaking out about the bank situation. This was not something that anyone was predicting or even talking about, but will now affect the mortgage rate forecast tremendously. Just like we saw sentiment shift back on February 3rd, this has flipped markets on their head, and we are now seeing a full 180-degree shift. Instead of seeing a forecast for the Fed to hike rates to 55 quarters, or even 6%, we are now seeing Fed futures calling for immediate pausing of all Fed rate hikes at 4.5%. Um so, I mean, this is great, right? I mean, this is not something anybody could have predicted. This is not something anybody could have foreseen. Just like COVID, nobody expected the Fed, you know, to reduce the interest rate to near zero for interest rates to be so low that, you know, it just sparked this absolute major crazy boom. Here's another bin. Here, here's another thing that's happening that is like sideswipe. Nobody expecting. Um, who would have thought that even could have made tomorrow's CPI inflation data irrelevant. So basically they're saying this news didn't even matter what the what the CPI was, what the inflation numbers were. It didn't even matter. This was trumping that situation and making it to where they feel that interest rates are going to be held. They are not going to be increased any further. And, you know, as far as the prime rate, which is only going to be better for mortgage rates. So this is phenomenal. So the next one, um, this next article comes from Barron's, right? And it says, Fed now expected to rein in rate hikes. Market pricing shows shift among, among bank crisis. So again, this one's saying that the traders are rapidly shifting their expectations over the Federal Reserve's next move amid the crisis of confidence sweeping U.S. banks, with market pricing suggesting a significant chance the central bank makes no change to interest rates in March. Fed funds futures, which indicate bets on changes to the Fed's benchmark rate, were whipsawing Monday morning. 
chances of no change in interest rates after the federal open mark committee's March 21st to 22nd meeting were last around 30%. According to the CME FedWatch tool with pricing for the terminal rate, the peak of rates in the current hiking cycle also falling. So I can continue to read this stuff over and over again. This one comes out of Robin Hood. This is the last one that I'll read to you and then we'll sum up the show. Bank failures and slowing inflation could lead the Fed to cool or even pause rate hikes. Uh, Jerome Powell may need an energy drink or some chamomile. It's only Wednesday, so this came out today. It's only Wednesday, but it already feels like next Wednesday. A lot's happened in the past week that could influence the Fed's rate hike decision on March 22nd. Three banks collapsed, including the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history, and the February inflation report came out yesterday. Now, mind you, I do want to let you guys know that the inflation report did come out and it did actually show additional signs of easing. So all that work that we've had to put in, all the blood, sweat, and tears, all the higher prices that we've been paying, the higher interest rates, the higher credit card minimum monthly payments, it looks like it is starting to ease even further from the last show that I did uh, six weeks ago when I was saying this is positive news, this is positive news. I know it's not great that we raised the rates another quarter, but it's positive news that it's getting better. So that is actually all of this together. I can foresee that we're going to see a really great 2023 uh, for the rest of this year. So it says... um, Top line, the pace of inflation cooled for the eighth straight month, so this is good, but it's not slowing as fast as the Fed would like, so not so good, but hey, it is slowing, right? No surprises, U.S. consumer prices were up 0.4% for the month and 6% for the year, as expected. Energy dropped, but housing costs soared. Um, So they're giving us kind of a rundown of where we're at right now. Reaction, stocks popped after the release, And traders priced in at 85% chance that the Fed will hike rates by 25 basis points down from 50 last week. So what Robinhood is saying is that most traders, right? Barron's is saying maybe they'll hold it. Maybe it won't move at all. Most traders were already pricing in to the interest rates that we are seeing the expectation that the Fed was going to raise the interest rates by at least a half a percent on March 21st, 22nd, their meeting, which they'll announce it on the 22nd. Now what they're saying is that most traders are actually anticipating that the Fed will only raise it a quarter. Now, Barron's is saying, we think that they're going to hold tight. We don't think they're going to raise it all. We think they're going to stop it, okay? All of it's still very good news, which is affecting mortgage rates and helping to bring those mortgage interest rates down, which is why we're seeing them better today than they have been in over a month. Um, you know, I, I can keep I can keep going, but I'm just going to sum it up with the last paragraph in this. It says, panic could force the Fed's hand to cool its hiking crusade. The Biden administration and U.S. regulators seem willing to do just about anything to prevent a banking crisis. And while the Fed wants to temper sticky inflation and the hot labor market, it really wants to avoid a crisis. The aggressive interest rate environment contributed to bank failures and has been one of the main causes of the stock market's woes. So how is all of this going to affect us? It's going to be great, right? It's it's going to be our interest rates came down back just about to that sweet spot we were in in January. They may continue to improve. If the Fed only raises the interest rate by a quarter, we will probably see interest rates improve further. If the Fed doesn't raise the interest rates at all, we will definitely see mortgage interest rates improve further. Interest rates improving further are going to make housing more affordable. It's going to get more people off their butts and out there and ready to start looking at purchasing again. That is going to create more demand. That is going to create more economy, more stimulation. All of it all together, stocks have popped off since all of this came out, which is good. That means that we're starting to see a little bit of um, everything coming back. And so this is all really, really fantastic. 
I hope that I've broken this down for you guys today in a way that you can understand. I hope that if you've been thinking about putting your home buying or your refinance, your debt consolidation on hold, that this sparks something in you to feel like maybe you do need to start investigating this again. Obviously, my team is here to help you in any way that we can. We'll consult you. We'll we'll help you with your mortgage. We'll help get you connected to the right real estate agent. We'll help you with your refinance. We'll help you to get that debt consolidation done. And hey, hey, if interest rates drop even further, we'll do it all over again. We can do another refinance. If you guys remember, again, back in January, I said anybody that does a loan with Mortgage Mom right now in today's environment, if interest rates drop further, we are going to do a no-fee refinance for you at a later date to help you capitalize on the right interest rate. Now, Let's further go go even deeper into that. We've got a lot of people that have done FHA loans where now all of a sudden the mortgage insurance is cheaper. Um, they have brought down that mortgage insurance premium. So you could be looking at doing a streamlined refinance. So if your current interest rate is higher because we've had this downshift in rates, we could possibly lower the rate and the mortgage insurance to get you into a lower monthly payment. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunity here and what it takes is for you to call and to find out. You might find out that right now is not the time, not yet, but then we know what you need. We know where you need to be and we've got you on a list that we can call you and say, hey, we got there. We're where we need to be for you to be able to execute your plan. So the first thing for you to do is to start with a phone call to us. Um, Heidi jumps on. She says, this is really good news and saves me a lot of reading. <laughs> I love that, Heidi. Yes, thank you. I agree. I think that this is, I don't think that it's good news that the banks are collapsing, right? I feel for them. I mean, I'm self-employed. I'm having a very hard time, you know, with with my business and, and you know, the, the lower, um, the lower revenue that that we have going on and you know we're making it through it and we're making ends meet and we're sticking to it but things definitely aren't what they were not even in 2019 um so i definitely feel for those those banks and you know for those uh businesses i mean there's a lot of businesses that are struggling you know it's not just those banks that are struggling right now so the positive side you have to look at the the positive of everything right uh, what what comes from the positive of a crisis and that is that maybe it opened up the Fed's eyes, hopefully, to say we went too fast, we went too aggressive, and we we need to slow this down, and we we need to help now. It's it's now we 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 went too far. We pushed too far. It is time to help. And so I think that that is the the best news that we could possibly take from a potentially really bad situation. Um, one thing I do also want to say is that, you know, thank goodness that the FDIC did run, rush in when they did. It is really nice that they are making sure that they're taking care of those people that had their money on deposit. Um, if you have less than $250,000 in your bank account, you are federally insured if you are with a federal bank. Um, so I don't want anybody to feel like they need to go run to their bank and go start pulling their cash out. Uh, I really don't think that we're in that kind of a situation. If you have more than $250,000 in the bank at one bank in one account, it's probably a good idea to reach out to your financial advisor to see what they might suggest. They might have you maybe move your money around a little bit, um, put a little bit of money kind of at multiple banks or maybe into different accounts. I'm not a banker, um, but definitely reach out to your financial advisor to make sure that you've got yourself covered just in case uh, that situation were to happen to you. So um, yes, I, I think... I think it is great news um, as far as opening up their eyes. I think it is great news. I would anticipate that we are going to see mortgage rates continue to fall further. I think the interest rates falling further will spark more demand in the real estate market. I think we're going to see more transactions, more people buying, which I think is really great as well. I think it's all really a good um, outcome from a really bad scenario. And I think that if you are listening to me, and this is how I'm going to end the show, you've been thinking about buying, you've been thinking about refinancing, you've been thinking about doing anything with your real estate, now would be a great time to get in front of it, pick up the phone, call my office, go to my website, schedule an appointment. And if you haven't already, text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D 
and the number four. Know when I go live next Wednesday so that we can all hear what the news was and what did the Fed decide to do. So with that, uh, same phone number to call the office, mortgagemomradio.com, and I will be back here again next week right around 1 o'clock Wednesday Pacific time. Talk to you all real soon. Bye-bye. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom.